welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, sitting in my little hermit's cabin, so to speak. Uh, explanation, okay. Um, I'm doing some work for some friends of ours on a cabin, uh, kind of out in the middle of nowhere in the Black Hills, other than it's below a mountain. So I actually have some cell service and can... Uh, stay in touch with the world, but um, a couple of nights a week I just stay here because it's, uh, you know, an hour drive home, an hour drive in the morning, so. And tonight I have my helper, the chili dog is here somewhere, sleeping. We had a good hike today, so she's uh, nice and pleasantly tired, so. Um, big show today, actually this is out a day early, if you're listening to it live. But um, before that, I want to talk a little bit about my new, whatever, let's say, well, I'm a brand ambassador for Bamboo Thermics, which is a <clears throat> base layer that's uh, like 65% bamboo, 30% wool, and just a touch of spandex to keep it fitting nicely on your body. So... Um, they just arrived a week or so ago. I've been wearing the top quite a bit. Um, it's good even on its own to like 50 degrees. But uh, like yesterday, it was not real cold, but uh, upper 20s was real windy. So I uh, wore them both and was very comfortable, let's say. So they felt good. The thing I like about them is uh, I wore the top for like, five or six days in a row, and it didn't smell. So um, <clears throat> that's a bonus if you're out, going to be doing some expedition stuff, uh, you know, the first thing you'll put on and, you know, be the last thing you take off when you get home, and you won't gross out anybody that's with you. So I just wanted to give uh, those guys a shout-out. Um, so they're... Uh, some good people. It's a new startup out of Vail, so I will be talking about them a little bit more probably. We'll see what happens, but um, some good stuff. And also, if you're interested, um, I actually have some codes. You can get a, a good deal on it, on them, and uh, try them out for yourself. So just get in touch with me and you know where everything is, all the Email, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, today's episode is with Arthur's dad, uh, Michael Lindnord. If you've been living under a rock, <clears throat> hell of a racer uh, with uh, peak performance out of Sweden. Um, brought a dog home from Sweden last year, or not from Sweden, to Sweden from Ecuador at the World Championships. So, um, it's hard not to talk about that during this episode, and we do. And Michael acknowledges that it's <clears throat> been really cool. Um, but uh, I don't want to forget that he's a really good racer and uh, put on some races and just a pretty nice guy. So, um, And the reason that this one is coming out on the 20th is Arthur is coming home today. So probably by the time most of you hear this, um, Arthur will be at home. So 
it's kind of exciting. Uh, there is an Arthur found the Arthur Foundation, which is uh, bringing some, you know, helping with uh, street dogs, homeless dogs, things like that. So I will put some links to that in the show notes so you can go there and uh, show your love for Arthur. So, all right, this has probably gone on long. This has been one of my longer introductions. So um, that's just because I have sort of a sponsor. But so um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And go fast, take chances, and let's see what Michael has to say. Thanks for listening. Yeah, wishing wishing I was there. Well, what's happening? Can you just give me a recap? Um, last, you know, when I looked at it last night, um, Seagate was in the lead, but, you know, not by very much. They had to shorten the first trek. Um, they were supposed to go up on the glacier, and it looked like they, you know, obviously weather or something because, uh, yeah, it was quite a bit shorter, so... Um, you know, there were a couple of teams I never heard of in the top 10 Austra or uh, New Zealand teams, but, you know, that, that was early. That was probably less than 12 hours into the race. So, you know, what, you can't really tell much from there. So, but, uh, did you hear what about Stuart Lynch? No. He, uh, he had to go to a wedding the day before the race. So he had to drive 800 kilometers to get to the start of the race the night before. Why? Um, I guess he wanted to go to the wedding. I guess it was his best friend's wedding or something. And so that's not quite the right way to start an adventure race, is it? Stewart is a machine. I, I, I would say that Stewart Lynch is one of the absolute best adventure racers of steel racing. Yeah. You know, he he, he he won the World Championship three times. Yeah. With three different yeah, teams. It's uh pretty amazing, isn't it? He does can do that. Mm. So and then, you know, they won the last Orion won the last primal quest when in oh nine too, so he's quite a quite an athlete. But well, what do you think so, about Primal Quest this year? I have big hopes for it. Um, I'm actually going to be filming for them, and I th what they have planned for media and coverage-wise um, is going to be chain, you know, kind of a different thing for adventure racing. The big problem is, is a lot of teams aren't going to come this year. Um, but you know, what, what's just, the difference, or what? Um, like all the Primal Quest is setting up a website, and all the teams will have their own video channel, and they'll be getting cameras all the time, and then that footage will be uploading almost in real time. You know, not live, but but I think it'll give a semi live. A real, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So I think it might, if the teams cooperate and film stuff, I think it's going to be a. Uh, a real interesting way for people to see what goes on in races. Um, yeah. And they've got they've got a TV package of some sort. I don't know exactly what yet. And you know, I I've talked to enough people and I keep thinking, well, you don't need TV anymore, right? With the internet yeah. and they're all like, "No, TV is really important." 
um, they think for the growth of the sport. So, yeah. okay. which is which is okay. true because everybody okay. I talk to. Yeah, but I think uh, U.S. need to do. You know, they have the whole U.S. adventure racing need to have. Uh, they need to be professional, like with media and uh, sponsorship and TV. They need to take a new. A new grip on the sport again, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why. I, yeah, I know. That. Because uh, the American market is so important for the rest of the world, you know. And and when the U.S. are not strong, it's like uh, then then adventure racing all, all over the world get like uh, what we call it, damaged by it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Without a big U.S. presence, it's. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. Well, you know, and we, and you know, we've got great races. I mean, we got Untamed. You know, we got Cowboy Tough. You know, I think Alaska is going to be a great race, but but they're just not. They're not on TV, and they're not um, capturing the imagination of people. People aren't seeing those and saying, "Oh, I want to do that," like they used to. Exactly. I like the Primal Quest. You know, that was the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. I don't know how many of the people I've talked to on the podcast. I say, "How did you get into? How did you start?" He said, "Oh, well, I saw Primal Quest on TV, yeah. or you know, and and people like you know, Yari Kirkland saw it and was was racing it ten days later, which is kind of weird." <laughs> you know, I I saw the Eco Challenge, the Mark mm-hmm. Productions, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. That's why I started. So. So which like which one of the eco challenges is was there one of them that you well here let me ask you it this way is there one of those races or teams from back in those days that you'd like to go back and race with oh hundred percent sure I, I would love to race uh, with uh, Nike and uh, also would love to race with uh, in my in my opinion maybe the best adventure racer ever lived uh, John Horde. Yeah, I agree. And he's, John's been my, uh, kind of my uh, Moby Dick of the podcast. I've been trying, you know, for a year to get him on, and he just just doesn't want to do it. I've had a lot of conversations with his wife over over Facebook, and she says, yeah, I just can't get him to do it. So, mm. <laughs> But, yeah, I think it would be amazing. And then the other one that I've been trying, hopeful for, is Kathy Lynch. Yeah, Kathy is cool, too. Yeah, well, I, I, just, I uh, think she was she was like before her time. I don't think in in nowadays when you know when the girls are so good that they are, uh, I don't mm. think she would be that dominate anymore. But at that time, she she was a monster. But but today she wouldn't be that monster that that she that she was in that time. Yeah, I agree. I think that's you know everybody is has gotten a lot better. Yeah. So when when did you start racing? Uh, Ninety seven. So, you are a a uh, veteran, aren't you? Yeah, I I almost <laughs> raced twenty years now, like eight. No, I think I think this is my nineteenth season. So, yeah. what what is it that makes you keep doing this? Because that's a lot of work. Uh, I'm start wondering, man. <laughs> uh, we were we were yeah we we just came from a training camp ten days in Thailand, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, after everything happened with Arthur the dog, you know, uh, all the media attention and everything, and I got sick, and I got sick again, I couldn't train. I didn't train for like two, two, three months, you know, after um, after Ecuador. So from there, we, we have this training camp in 10 days. I think we put in like 35 hours, you know, it was so hard for me, you know, I was just suffering, and I was like wow can i do this anymore you know it, when you're in good shape it doesn't feel that bad but when you're when you're in bad shape and you need you you have you're on the progress to get it better to 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 to, mm. to can race again it's uh it's a big climb you know the big the thing for us this season was that we we were supposed to go to godson new zealand but i i guess i just call uh I just called Warren and said, "I'm sorry, you know, uh, I haven't started training yet, and I, I can't be in shape to 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 uh, to raise Godson in time." So, yeah. Well, I was going to tell you. Apparently, I missed the email about Thailand to come down there and and uh, take pictures of you. So, I apologize for missing that email. <laughs> well, what was that? No, I'm just joking. I think uh-huh. you should have had me there to take pictures and video of you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Thailand is amazing. You know, and, and we 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 have some good, we have great sponsorship this year. You know, we have yeah. so many good partners we work with. You know, and and I think that the, not just for Arthur, you know, but the years we have like our work we put in on during these years we put in. You know. We work professional and put a lot of money in like uh, movies and photos and stories and websites yeah. and graphic profiling and everything. That I think it's pays off this year for us. It's like all our like sponsors they 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 want to go bigger with us, you know. Yeah. Apollo well, big. Really... Um, you know we 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 are traveling like. I think we have almost like two, two and a half months uh, that they are paying for us, you know, go for trips and test out stuff. Uh, we assigned with Red Bull uh, one week ago. Uh, we have put up one step with Oakley, you know, the, the shades, you know, from from being a, like a normal sponsor, we have grown to the, the next level. So we are like in national level with the with the big guys like the cross country skiers and and the best the skiers and stuff like that. So you know, it's, I think this year feels really good. But at the same time, we are talking about it like. Okay, the sponsorship's going good. You know, we got the right thing. We got like specialized. We have like the big van. We had to refill two times. You know, yesterday with all the gear from Peak Performance and and stuff. So 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 it's it's, it's everything is is going our, our way. Is is the only thing for us now is to we feel that we need to put more pressure, you know, on ourselves to train even harder. To so we can you know win more races. I think we did good in Untamed last year in in the US. You know we were leading the half of the race. Uh, we didn't did so good in the bush. You know and lost you know the 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 first and to, to Colombia and then we even at the end it was like one minute in front of us. And then we you know we were one minute in front of the French and then we got like two three minutes. After them at the end, so we fi- finished 
finished third, you know. But I think yeah. at that time, that was the first adventure racing for the new team in peak performance and showed a big potential for us. But after that race, uh, of course, we succeeded and did a lot of victories in Sweden, you know, in small races. But we had the disaster national championship. We finished fourth. Um, and, and, of course, uh, you know, the world championship with the 12th, it was like... You, too much below our like goals so so we we had a hard hard season yesterday last year you know so but <laughs> of course it was it's happened uh, everything happened at the end you know we, we when we came home from with ecuador and stuff like that so i think we have a, i think we have um done as as much as we can to to when we have all the spotlights from media on us to, to put the put the sport up on, on the media, uh, you know, so that's 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 also one thing that I worked so hard so I get sick and couldn't train and proper and stuff like that. So, but yeah. but now well, it makes sense. Yeah, but but now we have a great team this season. You know, we have we have worked. You know, also the last two years with with an academy for the team that we have seen like potential team members uh, we have like mm-hmm. i think last year we had like 25 people that are going on some of our training camps uh you know we <clears throat> we take care of them and coach them and stuff like that so so this year we have taken one of the guys from from the academy so he's the original member uh Jonas uh, Andersson uh so uh yeah so we 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 done some um, good job on that piece so you guys, you've kind of got a uh, like a feeder system, bringing bringing new racers into the team. Is that yeah. is that the way it works? Yeah, and we also feel it's a great responsibility for the sport. You know, you know, in Sweden we are like four or five teams that are really really high. It's Silva, uh, the new uh, military team. It's we. It's us. It's Sveco. You know, it's like. The level is super high in Sweden, but but the, it's it takes so long time to be good in adventure racing. So we yeah. we feel that share our knowledge to to people that are willing to to do the suffer, to do the sacrifice sacrifice to to be in adventure racing in top class. And we think that if we can help in somehow in some way and and put like more adventure races racing. Uh, that's that's good for us. It's good for the sport. It's good for everything, and and potentially also see if we can have uh, any uh, teammates that we can bring into the team that we have done now. Uh, so so it's like two things, and uh, you can see from the academy, it's like building like I think two two other big teams that are really good from the academy. So so we are super happy with that, of course. Um, and you know we we do our thing and, and try to do our best, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I jump around a lot on this, so we'll keep keep with me. But what were you? What was the team's expectations in Ecuador? I mean, where did you think you guys could finish? Uh hi, you know. <laughs> This sounds maybe as a joke, but you know I'm racing so many years now, and I really want to win the world championship title. You know? yeah. So that's our goal. But the thing was that 
we didn't good we didn't do so good in the in the high altitude. Karen came from you know big uh, high altitude, but and Stefan also did okay. But the other means son have huge problems in the beginning, you know. And and if you want to win the race like this, you can't <clears throat> give away so many hours, you know, in the beginning. You yeah. did some navigation mistakes and and then we did this. We walked on the right side of the river, but then the tracker mm-hmm. shows like a dot and a dot, and they can put arrows. They can it's potential that we, we that we have been walking on the wrong side, but we didn't. So so yeah. this take like I think like two hours long in time. This this right side, and also yeah. we had a four hour penalty, so we kind of lose six hours over there because of the strength. You know, I've been racing so much and so long, so I, I can see it in my body how fast we are going against other teams. So I know yeah. well, if, if if we go in speed, I know we, we don't need to turn our heads back. But if we turn down to another speed, we need to <laughs> go fast. I can feel that. So on that stage, we were pushing really, really hard. But yeah. then we saw a lot of headlamps, like middle of it. And, we, and I couldn't understand at that moment what what's happening, you know, how can that happen, you know, and then then obvious of course after that, but then, you know, when you when you're tired after three days and say, Oh look here, look here on the on the GPS because you can see on the GPS tracker afterwards that we haven't done it. But on that yeah. you know, the the screen they showed off it could be could be like that we walked on the wrong side, but that we didn't. But anyway, um yeah, so that that was not good for us, but that, that's that's a thing in racing, you know. And um, I know, and sometimes you have to give, sometimes you have to win, some sometimes you lose. You know, it's like we see if they 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 get four hours penalty for a shit thing in Tasmania for like a, a, you know it was ridiculous, and and so yeah. they got this back for us. I think it's a, it was justice, you know. I think seeing uh, it deserved the win, and I think they are a fantastic team. Yeah, my my thought is that I think they would have won anyway. It just might have been a little bit of a closer race, and I think maybe that you know third through sixth or seventh could have been a you know a lot different, but um, you know in the end. It's just hard to beat Seagate, isn't it? Yeah, and the thing for us, even if we have a really, really bad race, yeah, we still won that TA with the Techno that finished fourth. But so even we had this this really, really bad race, we were still like top four, top five. Like then, of course, we lose a little bit with it. Then with navigation, the navigation, the GPS. Don't ask me how. Uh, <laughs> and then um, then Arthur came by, and we were like. Okay, we just go to the finish and we finish 12. But yeah. I think um, I think we have great potential with the team. We're not happy with second. Yeah. And, well, and, and, uh... and it's, it's no secret. We want also be the top ranked team in the world in the World Series ranking. That's, yeah. that's our team. Yeah. Exactly. That's why well, it's so then... hard this year. So many races. Yeah. Well, let's uh, we'll touch. We'll, let's just touch on Arthur a little bit because I don't want to spend all day talking about him. But yeah. just just so you know, I want you to know that I am probably the only person that was in Ecuador. I don't have one single picture of of Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> it was just 
I don't know. We were talking or what we were, you know, we were doing stuff and I just never got a picture of them. So um, I'm the only one. But how did that sort of save your race? <laughs> I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest things that's come out of adventure racing in who knows how long. So um, I think that. So, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I think the great thing with it is that. It shows the true adventure racer heart. Yeah. Um, I think that's the main. I think some people say, "Oh, this is not adventure racing; it's a dog story," and blah blah blah. But the main part, you know, people understand that we were racing and put a lot of suffering and money on this race, and but still, we couldn't leave him, you know. And and, and I think that we gain a lot. We have yeah. almost sixty thousand followers on Facebook. You know, it's like yeah. uh, you can even our, our competition, like other teams, they have maybe three, four thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are like now we are we are a team that could be on a Volvo Ocean Race or like a, a soccer team or whatever, like on a high level, on the same level of followers. And yeah. and and to to be honest, you know. We have really put. We have uh, our contract with our big sponsors are really really tough. Uh, so it's including. Uh, it's not only including that we are doing now with great pictures and stories and stuff like that. We work really hard with. It's like it's also including. Uh, uh, what pe- pe- yes. Sorry, sorry. Can you? Ah uh, yes, take take your. Sh- Sorry, man. Can you stop now? Yeah, and uh, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that. Uh, wait, do you just disturb by Philippa, my daughter, or can you? No, that's fine. Okay, it it, it makes it more fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I just say that uh, with our big sponsors, we have. Um, performance like we need to be in a certain uh, position in the races qualification so so um, uh, f- for us you know uh, it was uh, it was tough season and I, I, I don't know you can say what happened with with or without but you know it's um, yeah I think it, it adds a lot for our team you know with the sponsorship and stuff like that of course but but at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I we, we could have lost some sponsorship if we not have uh, have water, of course. Could could. Have. Yeah. But I should. Also, I also want to say that, and I haven't done it before, is that I think you, around it, put a lot of uh, good things and put a, a lot of good in uh, good. Um, when you talk to me when we finish, you said. I took my dog, you had this similar story that you took your dog home, you said, this is my friend for life. And I think you and I, one other guy that talked about this uh, are, are the guys that that made us or made yeah us as a team and maybe me as hard, hard workers. Uh, but we did this as a team effort is that if we, without you, I'm not so sure that... Uh, that Arthur would come home to home to Sweden. I think um, for for us when we're living in Sweden. It's, sorry, two seconds. 
Ja wiem, to ładnie przemawia. Oj, ale chłopiec Yeah, that I was saying, really, is like a lot of people talk to us after the finish, what we should do, what we not should do, blah, blah, blah. And I think yeah. you were really cool that you said, like, I don't know what you're going to do, guys, but this is my story. I took this dog back to the U.S. and I never regretted it and it's been my friend for life. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and that yeah. those words I remember, I will remember for my life. And I think that's put, uh, it put a lot, uh, what can I say? You have a b- big effect on what our decision happened that we took our back to Sweden. Well, well, thank you. I'm, I, I'm just glad you did. I mean, you know, who cares what the sponsors and blah, blah, blah and all that. But, yeah, you've got you've got Arthur. And, 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 and the thing also, also is that people are saying, well, you did the sponsor and stuff. But the thing is that when you follow us in the jungle, no one knows that we have the dog with us. We have one TA yeah. that people can mm-hmm. see Arthur. But then was the finish line. <laughs> We yeah, didn't do it for yeah. show off and stuff like that. Yes, when he jumped in the no. water on that TA, and I, I I couldn't react him. It's like I just lifted him in the boat and I said, "Okay, we okay, we do this," you know. Yep. And uh, and then we came to the finish line. He just followed us. He was like, you know, you you get this feeling. I, I don't. I can I can take. I can put name or, or on it, but. It's um. It that, it was just right. Yeah, it was so right, and I I will never never regret everything we did. And but for 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 our team and and for myself, you know, when I finished, I slept one night, mm-hmm. and then everything happened. So I was like, <laughs> I think I have an average of like nineteen twenty hours every. Day from the finish line to a, to a step on that airplane. Yeah. And, and afterwards, you know, all the Swedish press was on the airport. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like like a big national. I, th- I thought, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, after a couple of days, it was like going down a little bit. But they took mm-hmm. fast in, in internationally in Great Britain and US and <laughs> some days I had one email every minute. Wow. You know, I, I was wow. working one day, I didn't take my headphones from my head because I was just moving from from computer to my mobile phone. Like doof, doof. I had like double shift on on different like um, interviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, no. and I think people say to me, "It's like I will never do it," but <laughs> because I'm in adventure racing, we're gonna be, never be in the Olympics. But the, the thing yeah. that happened to us is like the sec- exact same t- thing that happened to you know the great Olympians, that like uh, uh, Torps or uh, you know Usain Bolt or those guys. That media attention after a great win are that big mm-hmm. and huge, uh, and that, and that happened for us. Like, you know, it was ridiculous, and it's still coming interviews daily, like in question. 
And now it's going to be released from a quarantine the 20th of March. <laughs> no. And like the big news say, okay, we have uh, now we have permission to film on the airport, in the airplane, you know, everywhere. <laughs> so we're like, Jesus, what's going to happen? And then you know, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be on, uh, you know, talk shows and, you know, it, it, and it never ends. And we, you know, and we're also talking to Hollywood, you know, and we have like oh. seven serious, serious producers that want to do a movie. And, the, and these wow. producers that have done like, you know, uh, the big thing like uh, Lord of the Rings or uh, Hunger Games, you know, that that high that level of producers. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, I sort of know that kind of stuff, and it, it is a story. I mean, and you know, it's a dog story, and it's a happy story, and it's. It's just really cool. So, yeah. I, I'm I'm just glad Arthur's home with you, or will be shortly anyway. Yeah. So, um, okay, enough of, enough of the Arthur podcast. <laughs> so, no worries. Although I would have to say someday it would be really cool, and I don't know how we'd ever do it, but I'd like we get Chili and Arthur together to play for a while. But yeah, that, that, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah, that would be something. <laughs> So, but, um, but also, I also want to say that too is like, even if our like, like main sponsor, they think, oh, it's so much about Arthur the dog, and yeah. and you know, I I don't have any problem with that. You know, I don't have problem. You can't hide your history. You know, yeah. I know yeah. I, I've been adventure racing, and maybe in Sweden, in where I live, people know who I am. Um, but now <laughs> everyone knows who I am. <laughs> but, yeah. but but the thing is that. I have no problem like, oh, why do we talk about uh, Arthur? I want to talk about sport, adventure racing, stuff like that. Yeah. For me, it's, uh, I don't think it's an issue. I have not, nothing to hide, you know. I also know that yeah. we, don't, we have never, never, never got this media attention. Even if we won the World Championship, this will never happen. And, and, yeah. and you know, I, I'm, I'm open with that, and I don't have any problem with that, you know. And I think... That we have, that we want like to do is to 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 make this, um, you know, help the sport grow even more, you know, and people get yeah. the sight of it, and and you know, see what what heart we have in adventure racing. Because I say to everyone else in 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 adventure racing circles that everyone else have done the same thing. I I I, I can see like Nathan Farr in front of me. He he's done the same thing, you know. Uh, you know, all those guys, they've done exactly the same. No one have reacted to Arthur when he was swimming in the water. No one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I agree. It's just, the, that's the kind of people that adventure race would would care about it. Yeah. But, well, but you do know that if you win the world championship, it's going to be team peak performance, the team that brought Arthur home won the world championship. Yeah, and, it, and it's going to be huge again, you know. <laughs> yep yep <laughs> so no it's it's cool so um so what do you guys what's the team plan for this year what are, what races are you doing and and uh you know, you know. from from uh i'm not even home now <laughs> i'm on <a> hotel in <laughs> you know for two weeks ago everything started so from two weeks ago to uh midsummer end of june i will be at my home one week 
Wow. Everything else, I will be traveling and race, racing and competing and training camps. So we have we have a huge schedule. schedule. Mm-hmm. With a lot of training camps, we're going to Playitas, uh, the Canary Islands, uh, on Monday. Stay there for two weeks. We'll come ha- come back home. Arthur is coming up from quarantine. Huge media interest. Uh, we're going for a training camp here in Sweden. We have the what do we call it? Eastern. Uh, but after Eastern, we're going for Chile and uh, Tierra Viva. Okay. We are coming back. Um, Sweden, and then we go to Crete, two weeks, come back from that, uh, we're going to do this Red Bull uh, World, of, uh, World of Life, you know, the run, and, okay. and after that, we're going for Spain, then the second, uh, the, I think it's the, the, third, the third race for the World Series, but second for us. In, in Spain, and then come back a training camp in the in the in the in Crete and Kos, and then come back again, and then we we'll go to Swaziland, you know, in South Africa, uh, yeah. Expedition Africa. So those three adventure races we are planning to do. But at the same time, if we are super super sore after uh, Tierra Viva, we will k- maybe cancel the Spain to focus on Swaziland. Okay. Our main main season is that uh, those three races before summer, and then and then we have organizing a, a race that our swim run is a big thing coming up in Sweden. Okay. And, yeah. in, and in August uh, we will we will have one more child, <laughs> so we are, the, the family is growing. <laughs> so so besides <laughs> Philip and Arthur, we will have one, one child more. So, cool. so obvious, obviously, uh, August will be tight to do anything, but in September we are planning to do ride in France, the World Series. Yeah. And and after that we we might even go. To, we have some training camps in I think in Turkey, and then we also have a, a race in Malaysia, and that's a 24-hour race we we might do. Uh, but that's the only race we're doing outside the World Series. And then it's of course the World Championship in uh, Pantanal in Brazil that are yeah. our main goals. So we're actually doing, um, including the World Championship, we're doing five uh, adventure races this season. That's a that's a lot of racing. Yeah, but we need the points. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's you a... can't get points in front of a computer in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, I was I was hoping to get some points today. Um, but you're kind of, uh, well, you know, like you said, if, if you're tired and sore after a race, you might skip the next one. So you're kind of flexible, right? Yeah. This is a very flexible, uh, schedule, but at the same time, that's, that's the thing we're working with. Um, and of course we, we want, we want to perform, you know, we, we, we want to win these races too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we also have a pretty good ro- ro- rooster. We are putting in one one more guy, and we also test one other guy, one other girl. Uh, we we want to continue, of course, with Karen Lagren. She is uh, yeah. she is great. You know, she's one of the top athletes out there. She we want to continue with her, but she has ski coaching in April. She can she can't go there. So 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 yeah, we are doing we working with another girl from Sweden. That we have potential with, so we see what happened with that. Uh, but uh, 
the, the team we're racing Sheila with have a goal in, in mind to win. So that's 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 your goal. Um, do you think? Well, how long have you guys been racing together? I mean, the core of the team. Okay, we did um, when we when we changed to get the sponsorship with Peak Performance. Mm -hmm. We did a huge change in the team. Yeah, and uh, I think you can put like me and uh, Stefan is maybe the core peer persons. Of course, you also count Karen Langen as a yeah. as a core person. See, Simon have also done a lot of uh, job for the team. He's, he's doing a good job. He had a tough time in Ecuador. <laughs> I guess you've seen the pictures with the mm -hmm. daughter. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's the core. And then we have Jonas coming up, and we also have one other guy that we have a look at. And so see, we we try to get like Swedish guys. You know, I think Karen, she's obviously super strong. So. So, should we, so we stick. We want to stick with her. I said, to Karen, yeah, <laughs> because I was racing with her 2012, and then everything like I don't know what's happened. We we didn't really took care of her, and she she always she went to techno and did a great job over there. Um, but I said to Karen, you know, I will never, never, never put your side again. Uh, you know, the, the only thing that would happen if you not want to race then is your decision because the team wants yeah. you you will always be in the rooster if you want to race so well that's cool but so i guess my point is is you guys have been racing together now for long enough that the, the team is really there because it seems to me that that's what it takes to win a world championship is really have that that team focus um, and spend some time together and do you think, you know, doing five races this year, that's really going to have to um, pay off at World Championships? Uh, yeah, for sure. I hope so. And then that's one thing we work with really hard is that we will work as a team. Uh, I, I also think that last season was not really ju uh, justice for us. I think uh, when we race head-to-head -head with uh, two of the French, uh, Jack and Mimi, and even... Uh, Colombia Vida Ride, uh, when we were like mm. racing with those teams, that's our like uh, our level of racing. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I feel we are at that point, you know, we have good nav, we have a good team, good girls, good strong guys. We, we are smart, we can do tactics, but still have some. We did some in, in Ecuador. I think it's a lot to, have to do with the high altitude. You know, I, I think that was a hard time for us. Uh, and also, like with Kara, she she, she twisted her knee just before the, the last round before Ecuador. You know, so so the, the team was not hundred percent. You know, when we were on the start line, you know. Uh, but but you know, it's it's the passion of the sport for us is to 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 support. You know, we we, we stand there on the start line. It's a lot of money putting on us with sponsorship and stuff, and of course our ourselves, our, our economy, of course. So that means that when we start to race, we want to finish too. And and sometimes you win, sometimes you not, sometimes you lose, you know. But I think in 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 our sport and the passion of the sport, you should always try to finish, just to respect for the other components, the the, the competition against other teams, you know. Um, 
yeah. and for the, for the sport and sponsorship and media, of course. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a big thing for you and your team that you you know you believe in, and I I think it's true that when you line up with those teams, you're you're as good as they are. I mean, you're as you know physically, you know preparedly, you're as good as Seagate or Columbia. And it really comes down to the little things. Then you know maybe even luck. Um, you know how it goes. So, yeah, but I, but that's, I don't believe in luck. <laughs> well, but but there is some because like at the, at the last paddle in Ecuador, Seagate hits the river and they've got the the tide with them. Yeah, Columbia hits it and the tide's out and they're almost walking their kayaks. Yeah. You know, and that that's luck. Yeah, but, <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah, but for me it's not because uh, <clears throat> uh, this is how 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 I see on it. It's like. It's all as that you can see an eco challenge in the in the in the beginning of two thousand and nine in the nineties. You can always see that you know it's the the top teams they always get like a smooth. They always go the mountains and then the storms coming for uh, teams that are a little bit behind. It's like yeah. it's always that you know. And if you're a top team and you're hunting in the front, you know you always get the benefits of that. But at the same time, it's hard to be racing in the top, in the front. You know, it's really, really tough. Yeah. And then, and to, to questions on physical status and stuff like that. And in in my mind, I think Jack and Mimi with the French are super strong athletes, and Seagate. I think those are the teams that have maybe the strongest rooster if you go to physical testing and VO2 max and and how they can perform as individual athletes. But I, I should also I, I would point out the team that are working best of all of teams uh, is uh, Colombia Leader Ride. Because you can see when, when we're racing in, in in China, those stage races with everything is marked, they were like top 12, top 10, you know, even if they're doing a good job. Uh, but when it turns to adventure racing, you know, sleep deprivation and stuff like that, they are super strong. You can see here in in, in uh, Godson that are going going now. I will really, I think they raced for twenty four hours, and they are like mm -hmm. seven or eight place. And, and then a normal peep, a normal team will be ending up like top six to ten with that position now. But in in two days they will be second of the seed. Because yeah. they have this determination. They just never, never, never give up and. Even if they are Spanish, <laughs> and you can see the Mariana and stuff like that, they don't have that. They have, they are super athletes, and I think I think they have a great combination of, of team members. And I think Barbara is uh, she's uh, she's a wonderful person. Uh, she also put out the things to 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 have a great success in that team. Yeah. So, um, let I don't know if you have an answer for this, but. I want to say that four years ago, maybe people knew Seagate, and now there's a handful of teams that everybody knows. You know, there's there's you, there's Columbia, you know, Tech New, Jackie Mimi. Do you think it's because there's more competition, or is it just you know more media? Um, but it but it seems like there's a whole bunch of teams now that are just as good. And and oh, were you always all those teams just as good? And we're just hearing about it. 
No, I think it's uh, having been a new generation of good teams. You know, after because you can see in the past, you know, you have the equal internet with John Howard. You know, the the Kiwi teams in the in the late nineties, and then in the beginning of two thousand, you have this Nokia with Petty Forsman, the Finnish guys. They were winning everything. And then you have Nike, Ian Addison, Mike Closer, Mike Tobin. You know, those guys have this area. And then you have Orion coming up from from everything. And then you come Seagate. And then we have also the Swedish teams with Tule and Silva and stuff like that. Because we have, I think it was two years ago, we had like five, four or five Swedish teams, top 10 or something. It was ridiculous, man. And, and I think... But I I think you have a new generation. You have, uh, I think Seagate now is uh, dominating because they have so many good athletes. They have like Nathan Favre, and you can see when he did this years lately, uh, uh, coast to coast, and he's like fourth or something. It's like a huge, good phrase. Like he's super strong at 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 this moment. And and he's doing this stuff with his family and stuff. Like he's always training and he's in good shape. And I think he's a, a really really good strong leader. You know, you can see in all those good teams they have a, like good leaders and everything. And you have, and then you have a Chris Ford. You know, he's like amazing athlete. You know, even if a t- tough time in the, in Ecuador with bad stomach and everything, he could still be in the in the with the top teams. With some help, you know, and then he can fight back and navigate to to victory. And you know, they have amazing girl, and when they have put Stuart Lynch to the to to the rooster, you know, one of the absolute best athletes out there right now. You know, they they are phenomenal as a team. You know, and then um, but to, to beat them, uh, you can beat them on, on one tactic to. And that is that you need to uh, go head to head to head to head with them. You know, you need to be that physical strong that you can take them. Yeah. Uh, because uh, no. Chris Ford is so bad at navigator, <laughs> making the big mistakes. And I think you need uh, like oh, per wrestling that racer too. Like his was maybe one of the best navigators too. Uh, you, you need that kind of navigation. I think with Paris the last world championship in uh, maybe it was in France or where it was, he had like twenty minutes mistakes in six days. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Uh, 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 yeah, you know, you know, you need all those things. And, and I think as we are growing our team, a lot of training camps. I think we are maybe the team that work most together. In, in in the circus, and I think that uh, that's that's our strength, uh, because then we can really really work on our weaknesses, and we can all, we also know each person's weakness, so we not turns out to race and oh what's his shape oh why can't he run faster yeah because he's not he's not better than that then or you know okay what's what's wrong with her and him oh it's because. Yeah, maybe then you can make decisions earlier instead of like see what's happening. Yeah, uh, make, that makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. It's, we, we take we take this and, and yeah, we'll do our best. We always do that, but uh, or of course, beginning of season you have always like big losses. Yeah. So, um, 
just got a couple more things and then I'll let you get back to your family. But this, this is kind of becoming a stock question, but people really seem to be interested. But what's the best, best and worst six hours you've ever had racing? Um, my best six hour racing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I used to be pretty good in starting the race and I'm pretty good at the end of the races. And I'm really good in sleep deprivation, so I always had good night times at the end of the race. I can really suffer through and have some great times at that time. You know, I just go with the flow, you know. Yeah. I, I don't have, like, a particular race where, like, wow, that was great. Yeah. But I know <laughs> if, you, if you put six hours, my worst ever is, I think, was in Tasmania. And then it was in France, the World Championship 2012. Where, have you seen my pictures when I lost my heel? I did, yeah. yes. So, so that yeah. was a TA after the bike, and, uh, and the doctor, you, you know the doctors. You know the race. <laughs> oh, fuck. He, 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 oh, you have, a, you have a, like a big a, a bubble underneath your heel. So he like, took the scissor and, and cut it away, the whole heel. Oh. And I was like, okay, great. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I walk on my forefront for like five days, but it hurt so much because it took everything away. So I didn't have any protection. So it was like a, a wound in my foot. Wow. And then, and then we have this stage was up in the canyon, and I took this uh, special protein drink that were really, really bad. So my 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 stomach was like blowing around, <laughs> and we put these wetsuits on, and we rappel down to this canyon and I felt really, really bad and I was like, fuck, and I, can, I have so much pain in my in my foot, you know, and then our wetsuits was not the best quality we had on that train, so the, the water was draining through, so it was freezing cold, and I felt so bad, so I had to take everything off, the Gore-Tex jacket, the wetsuit, the climbing gear, everything, so I was standing like a dog in this creek in the, in the canyon, and puking and diarrhea at the same time <laughs> with my foot like really really bad and then i was like in the repels i tried to like get away of the water but then i then i then i flipped i got the water washing down to my neck through my through my everything and i was like fuck what's happening and and then i it was some great slides i, I tried to take it easy and then i and then i slipped and I, and I like go down like to the water and just on the surface, it was a stone. So it hit my, my spine or it's called. I was like, I was like puking diarrhea, my foot and then this on my spine, you know, I, I, I looked up and, and, and then looked inside. So I couldn't move, you know, about 50 meters size was like, I was like, fuck, should I, should I quit now? But I couldn't. So, <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I raced for this many years. I, I never quit an adventure race. But I was really, really close at the time. I can't just say that. Wow. Yeah, that was tough six hours. Yeah. Well, just this is what I find very interesting about adventure racers is some people come up with the best five hours, and it's really cool. But every adventure racer I've ever talked to knows their worst six hours. <laughs> so, and if you ask me, like 
what's my favorite memory of you know doing anything and it was the time i got caught in a blizzard on a bike ride you know so <laughs> it just says something about our bizarre minds i guess <laughs> yeah yeah you, so. you know it's like <laughs> i just listened to his speech yesterday and it's like even if it hurts you know and, and you quit mm -hmm. uh you know it's it's like <laughs> it, would, it would follow you for life you know yeah but as yeah. i did in 2012 i suffered through everything in my foot and everything i reached the finish line you know when i when i was on the finish line the doctor and the, and the other people jose from spain he helped me they they mm -hmm. they, they, they literally like they hauled me from the finish line to the doctors and they were carrying me around because I couldn't move by myself. Yeah. And at that moment, I felt so sorry for myself. I had so much pain. <laughs> you know, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I had all my body was shutting down for, for pain, you know. But at the same time, you know, you recover. And I, and I stick with my memories that I'm really proud of my... You know, especially this this was a team effort, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, I was really proud that I could could take the pain. Uh, yeah. And I I think if you quit, it will follow you for hours. You know, because the pain it stick the the pain would go away sooner or later. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but if if I quit there, it will follow me for life. No, that makes makes total sense. So, uh, and it is something that adventure racers have there's they don't quit that's for certain yeah they, i think you have and this one we have some new new guys in the teams and i'm just saying to them you know it's not like racing in sweden or what you do in swedish cup and stuff like that these guys and girls out there they are super tough they can puke they can have diarrhea they can have a broken arm or whatever they they finish you know yeah. it's like you can never like, oh, now this happened, or it could be bad weather or whatever. Like people don't quit. You know, the the the, the level of survival and, and skills are huge in adventure. I think, I think it's the most um, we call it it's, it's, to be a top adventure racer, to be on the podium in the world championship. Uh, you need to be a super super athlete. You need to have skills in all disciplines. You need to be good team member uh take care of yourself like the level that no one no other sport can be even close yeah you know when you heard like ironman athletes that i have huge respect for but they say like oh so much things can happen so much things can go wrong but you you never heard, hear that from adventurers not the not the teams that are really good because you know bad luck is 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 one of the ingredients in our sport. It's, yeah. it's you need to cup, you need to work with that. You know, you can, you, you need to have uh, this thing side, think outside the box. You know, you you can go out from a stage that are supposed to take twelve hours, but takes forty eight hours. That happened. That 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 that, ha that happened, and it will happen again. And and if you not can cope with that, you are not a true adventure racer. And I think that's also why it's also this is not the sport for everyone. I think. No, it definitely isn't. It's a, it's a, um, you know, it's not like you guys are supermen or anything, but that you you are a little different. 
Let's just put it that way. Yeah, exactly. That that's true. You know, <clears throat> I think in 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 the, if you can see the the top top guys and girls. You know, they they are good athletes, but yeah. you you can show you can you can put up like a cross country ski in Sweden or they have better hearts and 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 they are better athletes. They run faster, bike faster, and stuff like that. But when everything comes around with this complex sport that adventure racing is, is so much things that you need to really be good at, and and, yeah. and it takes time, you know. And, and that's why when you when you see a start list like a, a, a rooster for a race, that okay, these teams are coming. You can you can say direct, okay, these three or four or five teams are the ones that are going to be finishing top three. And it is is never, never, never a newbie team that you never heard before that can be winning against this team. It doesn't matter if it's like in in the in the jungle or in the in the Saharas or whatever it is. Like it's is people are so very good. It's a big respect, you know. And and you can also see I race a lot of other teams and stuff like that. And you can also see in all the top teams they are working. Almost similar, like they have nowadays. People have the same kind of food, you know. Everyone is walking from yells to more these dry food things, you know. And people work more with that, you know. It's that kind of the same gear. Everyone have like similar things. They are working with the same tactics with sleep with the sleep. Uh, people are really good to take care of self with sheets and stuff like that. So. I think it, it, the sport has shown have, have have grown to be in a really really elite sport, you know, because all the top teams are very very competitive. Yeah, I agree. That's it. It's it's. Yeah, you can't just go out and do it and expect to do well. You need to be competitive, or it's become a competitive sport. So yeah, sure. You better you better be good, and if you want to get to the get to the top level. Yeah, so, and you, no. you right. need to have the. You know, I have done a lot of racing. Uh, I think I counted yesterday. It's like 70, 80, 80 countries. Uh, and 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 the thing is also, I don't know what I was <laughs> supposed to say here, but I had some smart things too. Okay, you can continue. I come back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. this was it. Uh, you also need to prepare yourself mentally for every race. I did a race mm-hmm. in Bimbach Extreme. I think it was in the middle of 2004 or five something. And it was like, oh, this is going to be a two and, a half, two and a half day race. You know, I was like, oh, wow, that's easy. I can easily do two, two and a half day without sleep. And I was like, I didn't mentally prepare myself for that suffer that we, that came to us. I think that was one of the races I had hardest to cope with sleep deprivation in in my career, you know, even if it was a really, really short race. And I think that that learned a lesson. I would never, never underestimate a race, never. Yeah. No, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, you just, I know what you're saying. You think, oh, piece of cake, that's when, never say that because that's when it gets hard, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one more question for you. Yeah. This is the hard one. If you if you start packing three weeks in advance for a race, are you still packing the night before you leave? Yeah. Okay, that that's the correct answer. <laughs> so, 
Well, <laughs> yeah, you're, every, you're, every you're, racer I've talked to, yep. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that we've been better and better on this. We have, we we, we work with this, but at the same time, you know, there's so many things that you're gonna do or fixing, you know. <laughs> and I think when you race more, you pack less. But you can see like Jack and Mim, they have the same gear. It doesn't matter if they race in, in China, speed racing or long races. The bikes look the same, like lots of bags and stuff like that. But they don't care. They just go for it. And I think, um, you know, that's, I think that's the setup you might do it after a while. You don't, you don't care about the small stuff so much because the small stuff you know, it doesn't matter so much. It's the big stuff that matters. <laughs> Well, yeah, even I find that. I keep, you know, try to take less and less photo and video gear each time. Just get down to, you know, you think you need this and that, and, and then you realize you don't. So, yeah, get down to the minimum. So, I guess, there, so, I almost have something in common with adventure racers, taking less stuff. I think the only <laughs> thing you need to be a good um, filmer, the adventure racer, is a GoPro Black 4 with this new stabilizer. Well, you know, that's really funny. I'm actually using a a silver four cause with a stabilizer and it's and I've really been shooting a lot with that. And it's like, you know, this could be it. <laughs> I think I think that's it. You know, and maybe yep. you can also add a little bit with this uh, hex the, the small helicopters. Yeah. Well we got that too. Yeah, so. yeah, then you can have this angle too and then work with that. But the thing yep. is to to make it really good is editing. That, that's, yeah, well, it's storytelling and editing, yep. Yeah, and I think a lot of photographers and filmmakers that take too much pictures, too much too much slides, too much things to get hard to work with. Mm -hmm. When you really, you can see the really good guys, they, they take less, less and less. Because it's yep. much easier, yep. especially when you make film. Because then it, yeah. it's easier to, to work with the material. Yeah, when I did Primal Quest in 09... I think I ended up with something like 50 hours of footage. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets a little much. So you learn. Um, this has really been cool. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I always close close this by telling people to go fast, take chances. Um, so we just did that. Yeah. And send me a list of links for your sponsors. Everything we'll we'll put up when we put this up. And yeah. And hopefully somewhere later this year, maybe we'll see each other. Yeah, hopefully. You know, what what races are you going to? Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> Couple in the U.S. I'm doing Cowboy Tough and Primal Quest, trying to get something to go to to Worlds, but it's not. Nothing's happening yet. So, you know, I just keep sending emails and trying to convince people that the races would be just so much better if I'm there. <laughs> yeah that's true you know yeah so you just keep working on it so well thank you thank you i'm gonna go it's the uh, middle of the morning here so i get to go out and have some fun oh cool i go i go for dinner now <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad either i i, I got the stick the hunter stick in my eye today i can't really see in my left eye so crazy eh? <laughs> yeah hey it, they're all great days, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Say, Thanks. Say hi to right. Chile. Chile. I will. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
You know 